Welcome back to another episode of Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk Series Podcast. Bombshell 1111 is a platform created to teach ways to nourish the mind, body, and soul. This platform allows this podcast to create weekly content on podcasts with special guests each week that will stimulate your spiritual, mental, and physical growth. The podcasts are played on social media platforms such as Spotify, YouTube, Anchor Radio Station, Apple Podcasts, and more. This station has been created to allow us to interact with each other to share knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and light. So without Without further ado, please help me welcome your host and founder of Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk Series, Kia. Back everybody to another episode of Bombshell 1111 Podcast, Therapy for Women of Color. My name is Kia and I'm your host. Tonight, you guys, we have a very special guest by the name of Dr. Gail Hamilton. Dr. Gail Hamilton has a business by the name of Be Connected. This business provides business education and enterprise solutions to individuals and businesses. This includes financial education on how to protect assets and structure generational wealth through private family trusts, private business trusts, and private foundations. So you guys, without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Gail Hamilton to the podcast. Welcome, Dr. Gail. How are you? Hello. How are you? And thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on and you're more than welcome. I'm so happy that you decided to come on and be a guest because I think that the education that you're providing to the community, I think it's an awesome thing. And I think that tonight you're going to educate us on a lot of things that we need to know in reference to our future. Um, and, and building a legacy for ourselves. So thank you again for coming on and being a part. Thank you. Yes. So Dr. Gail, let's just go ahead and jump right in. I know I did do a small introduction on who you are and you know what you, where you're from and what you do, but can you give the audience a brief, short introduction on just who you are, what you do, and you know, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I grew up in Louisiana, so I'm from a, your neighboring state of Mississippi. Uh, I, am 60, <laughs> I am 65 years young, and I've had a career in the public and private sector. I've spent 20 years in the military. Uh, I worked for a U.S. senator. I've traveled around uh, the world, and uh, now that I've retired, I'm in Jacksonville, uh, where my daughter is, and I'm here spoiling my two grandkids. <laughs> and my uh, so my business is be connected and the reason i selected that be uh connected is usually when we're trying to establish or set up a business when we're trying to set up and protect our family to make sure that uh they're protected if something should happen to us we don't often have the resources and so the b as in bee connected is there to symbolize that we can, no matter how small we are, uh, we can do anything. And so my business is to help everyday people like Sly and the Family Stone. I don't know if many of you are old enough to remember that song. <laughs> no, <laughs> no ma'am. <laughs> see, see that uh, <laughs> uh, 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 we are we are everyday everyday people. So my business is everything from mentoring uh, younger men and women in how to maneuver and balance life and work 
to our newest uh, venture, which is helping people establish uh, private family trusts, private business trusts, and private foundations. Wow, that's 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 good. That's a lot. Um, I know that you talk a lot about assets and um, and things of that nature. Can you educate us a little bit more on exactly? how important that is to protect your assets and go a little bit into detail about your four, I know you have four pillars um, that you call the four keys. keys to wealth. Yes. Correct. Can you um, talk about those in detail for us so we can have a little bit more education on that as well? Yes. And so what I'm about to share with you, people have to be prepared to do a because we've been taught to go out here and work and get our W-2 and pay our taxes. But yet we see people like Bill and Melinda Gates, the Rockefellers, Warren Buffett, and you wonder, wait a minute, uh, they're not paying taxes. Uh, how is that? And so I came across this information by accident because it is not taught in school to us. Uh, usually this information is, is shared with people with the 10, 10, 10, 10 million in income, mm -hmm. 10 million in investment capital, and 10 million in assets. Mm -hmm. And so being at the table, and hearing this and I said, wait a minute, well, what about the ordinary people? What about everyday people like me? Mm -hmm. Is it possible? And so what my business, business did, Be Connected, was partnered with Legacy Management, which is a big corporate company who usually helps people set up these private trusts. Mm -hmm. And so we come up with a model where I share the four keys of wealth and do private one-on-one -on -one consultation to see if setting up a private family trust is for everyone. Okay. So as we talk about asset protection, this is what we're accustomed to and know about. We'll set up a will or simple trust. Mm -hmm. Now, I call a will and a simple trust a D&D. &D. It distributes your assets when you are deceased. <laughs> Once okay. again. I get it. <laughs> <with a will. laughs> when you're gone, it'll distribute your assets. Um, there's a cost that goes through probate. And so 22 to 25% of whatever you have in there goes to the attorney, whoever is doing it. Uh, then there is a tax consequence, an inheritance tax that is paid by people who uh, receive the assets. Uh, a simple trust is um, set up by an attorney and it's a statutory document because attorneys are licensed by each state. Mm -hmm. So you may say I have a simple trust. That's fine if you plan on being in California all your life, but if you move across the country like I did to Florida, then it's no longer good. And again, the only thing it does is maybe distribute some income uh, while if you have income in there and you want it dispersed a certain way. But otherwise, the same thing, it disperses your assets when you're gone. So Dr. Gale, let me ask you a question right there um, when you spoke of, about an attorney. How how does an individual choose a correct or the proper asset protection attorney? Well, this is where I'm trying to edge. This is why I'm sharing this information. Attorneys are not even familiar with this. Mm -hmm. A complex trust, which is what our business talks to people about, mm -hmm. a complex trust, and people can Google this. Mm -hmm. A complex trust is a uh, living document. It's a it's a three party contract. Mm -hmm. And assets, you 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 manage the assets in the trust now, and those assets are there upon your demise and is there forever. Mm -hmm. The complex trust has its own EIN number. It's its own person. 
Okay. So when I was going through training the last two years, the room is usually full with CPAs mm-hmm. and attorneys mm-hmm. learning about this so they can share with their customers. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a regular current attorney and say, I want a complex trust, he'll probably put you in a simple trust. Okay. Even once you get your trust documents, you go to the bank. If you don't say the right thing that I'm coming in to open a trust account, they think you're coming in to open up a business account. Okay. Because this is not something that everyday people will do. And that's what we at Be Connected are trying to do is educate everyone that, hey, you can have and protect your assets and create generational wealth also. Okay. 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 You can go ahead and proceed. I just had a question um, in reference to an attorney that you brought that up. And I, I yeah, wanted it's to, an excellent, yeah. excellent question. What you do at, if, you know, upon hearing this, and we'll talk about it a little more at the end, you go to BeConnectedLife.com and you set up a one-on-one consultation. Mm-hmm. And we work and we create all the documents that you need, the legal documents. We get your EIN number and everything you need to set up uh, a complex trust. We have a legal department. We have people who are trained in doing this. We have CPAs who at the end of the year, if you need a CPA, uh, because there's even a form that's different. So let me just slow down a second because people are gonna ask, is this legal? Yes, Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And here's what you do. You currently, uh, Lakia, you're familiar with doing the 1040 at the end of every year, right? Right. All right, I want people to uh, go to irs.gov and download the 1041. Okay. Write that down, the uh, 1041. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm writing that down. Okay. And this is the document that you use when you have a trust to do your taxes. Okay. It's there. It's out there. If you, uh, I always recommend to readers because this is a mind shift. Mm-hmm. I don't think it takes too much for us to realize that, that there's 2% of the people that are doing things differently and the rest of us working and paying taxes. Right. Right. There's a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Because I don't want people just to take my word for it. Mm-hmm. The Creature from Jekyll Island talks about how certain elite gentlemen in this country got together and formed the Federal Reserve. They set up this banking system that we now have. Well, let me put it this way. They refined the banking system. Have you seen uh, the musical Hamilton on Disney Plus? No in person. No ma'am. No ma'am. Okay. In that, they talk about Hamilton. They talk about the, uh, us beating the British, and there's a discussion between Hamilton and Jefferson about setting up our banking system. Mm-hmm. And in that argument, it's whether or not how much of the money who would control all the money. Mm-hmm. So this system that we now see, where banks control everything, was really established in the 1800s after the war. Okay. And the creature from Jekyll Island was a a group of men who got together and decided how the IRS system and these forms and who would pay what. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how it was designed to be a two-party system. And so what we say is we have the informed and the uninformed. And so what right. we're here to do is make everyone informed. Yeah. So download the 1041 and that's the form when you have a, a complex trust, mm-hmm. that is the form that you would uh, complete for your trust. So you raised another question for me, um, Dr. Gale. You were talking about taxes and things of that nature. So can I save or can an individual that has a small business, can they save um, income taxes with access protection planning? And will 
their asset protection plan and cause them to be audited by the IRS. Okay, so here's where it's a mind shift. It's a whole different process when you have a complex trust, Mm -hmm. which is why you will never see the president's taxes. Mm -hmm. When you have a trust, those documents are not public record and they're submitted to the EO, the exempt organization section of the IRS. Mm -hmm. So when you have a complex trust, it's not audited because your trust may be different from my trust and what it's going to pay for. Okay. So when, let me, and let me clarify, because people say, oh, is this the way I don't have to pay taxes? Mm-hmm. Please take this away. Every entity in the United States has to pay taxes. Right. Okay. Here's the key. The language you want to use is you want to reduce your tax liability. This is you want to learn how to reduce your tax liability so you can be like the Gates and uh, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon and made 50 billion dollars, some ridiculous number and paid zero taxes. Wow. Okay. there's a way through the IRS to reduce your tax liability. Mm -hmm. And that's what we teach you to do with a series of interrelated trusts. Okay. Okay. So here's the four keys to wealth, and I'm going to talk you through if you have a business or if you don't have a business, how you can protect your assets. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the four keys to wealth, putting your wealth in the correct tax position. Mm-hmm. Again, most of us are out here just working and, and, and doing taxes at the end of the year. If you have a business, you have a, a LLC. Mm-hmm. If you are sole proprietor, then you your taxes are filed against your social security number. Right. If you, which is means by the way that you're exposed for, for liability mm-hmm. and everything you own is at risk. Mm-hmm. Which is why we say complex trusts learn how to protect your assets. Okay. Uh, then protecting your wealth, we teach you how to separate your business expenses from your personal expenses. Mm-hmm. People have an LLC and they think that means I'm protected from liability. Mm-hmm. The first word in LLC is what, Kia? <laughs> Limit. <laughs> Limited. <laughs> Limited, you're correct. Limited. Yes. And nobody's taking a clue from that. Because this is tied to your social security number, what we teach you in, in step number two is write this down. Okay. Liability follows title. So true, Dr. Gale. I had a business Lying. some years ago and I didn't I was not smart enough to know that. So like you just said, it was an LLC, but guess what? I didn't understand the tax thing, all that type of thing. Even after uh-huh. the business dissolved, guess who still was responsible for the taxes? You. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So I'm definitely and- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we teach you how to separate your business from your personal because a lot of us are running our businesses, paying for stuff out of our own personal banking account. Yes. Mm-hmm. If anything happens and somebody sues you, you've just invited people directly back into your home mm-hmm. and everything you own is at jeopardy. Yes. So protecting your wealth, we show you how to separate your business from your personal. Liability follows title. Nelson Rockefeller said, own nothing but control everything. everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when you set up a complex trust, you put your assets 
And that's why I don't like to use asset protection because that's usually referred to a simple trust or a will. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you put your assets into a complex trust, you no longer own them. When you put your house or the equity in your house or your life insurance policies or your land you might own into a, uh, a complex trust, it becomes the property of the trust. You are the trustee and you control and manage the trust. Wow, okay. So if you as a business person in your LLC, when you get a complex trust, because your business LLC, we suggest to people, you operate from a multi-member LLC. So in this example, it has uh, an LLC has two people. Mm -hmm. Lakia is number one, mm -hmm. and Lakia's trust is member number two. Okay. So this month, Lakia made five thousand dollars in her business. Mm -hmm. You have enough money to cover your operating expenses. Say your operating expenses for the business was a thousand. Okay. You have four thousand dollars left. Mm -hmm. Now, don't go out and buy a Corvette or a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> Which most of us do, but okay, well, yeah. What is your age? So you know. Uh, <laughs> so that income, if you leave it there, is taxable at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. If you leave it there and someone sues you, they can take it. So you use the IRS form schedule K one, and every week or whenever you do your P and Ls, you then move that money to your member trust. So you keep only enough in your business to cover your expenses, and then you move that the excess money to your complex to your to your bit complex trust. Wow! So that's how they do it. Okay. okay. Money in motion makes money. This is another thing. Money in motions make money. The next key is getting your wealth to work for you. Mm -hmm. You have to move your money. Mm -hmm. Mind shift, mindset shift. Okay. We start to put our money into the bank and let it any extra money. Mm -hmm. And let it sit there and earn 0.01%. Mm -hmm. No, money in motion makes money. So what we do is we show you how to keep your money moving by buying a variety of things. Now, we don't sell any products. Mm -hmm. We just give you information on what's out there. Buy gold, buy silver, uh, uh, set up an endowment. Maybe the, the, the school you went to, you want to set up a five or $10,000 endowment. That's the other thing about having our product uh, shared with people is is uh, our business model, rather, uh, is that usually people say, OK, I'm going to do an endowment at Harvard. Well, you need a half million dollars to go there. But you might want to uh, set up an endowment at the local Boys and Girls Club. OK. So we work with you to get to small institutions. And so when you set up an endowment, you set up a contract so that uh, and an agreement so that they split the interest with you. You give them five thousand, you give them ten thousand dollars, and they split the interest with you uh, for life with your trust, so that you'll be gone, and your initial ten thousand dollar investment that's tied to your trust that the trust gave to the uh, Boys and Girls Club will be earning interest long after you're gone. So, Dr. Gale, for the listeners in the audience that don't are not familiar what endowments are, can you break that down and explain that to um, the listeners in the audience, please? Sure. A lot of people, you've gone to a hospital or an institution and you've seen a wall that has bricks or 
gold lettering and said endowments. Mm -hmm. uh, when you go to a hospital, you see a wall. An endowment is, unlike currently, we will put our $10,000, I just use it because it's a nice round money, in the bank. Mm -hmm. And it gets, uh, it, if you're lucky, you're in a high yield uh, savings account or CD of 1.1%. And then if you want your money back, you better give them three or four days to give it back to you. Because uh, <laughs> uh, With an endowment, you take your $10,000, you go to American Red Cross, you go to your uh, local university or your alma mater and say, uh, I want to make an endowment uh, of the Lakia Lee chair for uh, behavioral health. Mm -hmm. And what endowments will do is they take your principal and invest it. They never give away their their principal. They invest your ten thousand with somebody else's fifty thousand with somebody else's one hundred thousand, and it's earning interest. And you'll say, "I'm going to give you my ten thousand, and I want four percent interest back for life." Mm -hmm. And they'll go, "Okay, okay," because it didn't cost them anything. Okay. They make they may make twenty thousand on your ten, mm -hmm. I mean twenty percent. Mm -hmm. So they've come out ahead, and they're making this daily. Right. Uh, so it's the same thing the banks do, but what we do in number three is getting your wealth to work for you. Is we teach you rather than go give the bank ten thousand and the bank is making interest off of you, you find places to put your own ten thousand, and you determine it through a contract how much interest you want on it. Wow. Okay. Getting your wealth to work for you. Okay. 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 The last one is passing on your wealth. Mm -hmm. When you set up a complex trust, you're the initial trustee. You then designate who your successor trustees will be. If something happens to you, the successor trustees step in. There's no legal. There's no court. Nobody has to go to probate. They step up and they take over the reins of that trust. Mm -hmm. You can also set up a bloodline clause. There's a number of ways you can specify. We, we call it control from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're gone, you can specify in your trust what, what you want done with the proceeds from your life insurance or homes or whatever you have in there. Okay. Okay. And then you can also say that uh, I think you have, do you have children? You have one or two children. Two well, daughters. Two anyway, daughters. Yeah. Two, two daughters. You can say, my successor trustees and my two daughters. Mm -hmm. Trustees will only be bloodline and they will only be the descendants of my daughter. They can never be your son-in-laws, mm -hmm. your son-in-law's mom or dad. Okay, that's good so to that know. You can, so that you can ensure, it's called a bloodline clause, you can ensure that all the assets and everything that you've put into your complex trust will only be managed by your direct descendants. Okay. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, um, Dr. Gill, because I did have a couple of questions that kind of go hand in hand um, for those okay. individuals that are married. Um, how does that work for individuals? Let's just say they, they both have um, businesses and uh, in, in the assets are in joint names with their spouse. Um, are they protected or, or individually or together? And then also... Well, I'm sorry. And then, and then also... Um, with the, the married um, individuals, let's just say someone, you know, they have businesses for a lot of years and they're in the middle of getting a divorce or something of that nature. Does this still work for them as well? Well, uh, two different two different things. When 
you have a business, let's say a husband and spice ha- have a business and the partner is the complex trust. Mm-hmm. So that a- income is moving from through the business, money in motion is moving to the trust. Mm-hmm. That money then becomes the trust. You no longer have any contr- uh, ownership of that. Wow. Okay. So if they doing if they have a business and they doing the first year put a hundred thousand into the uh, tr- complex trust, it's not theirs. They are the trustee of a hundred thousand dollars. In and they're probably going to be if they're married, they're going to both be trustees. Mm-hmm. If they get a divorce too bad that anything in that complex trust Mm -hmm. belongs to the trust the same way they can't sue they can sue the husband and he can say i don't own anything Mm -hmm. but you have a trust no i don't have a trust the trust has its own ein i'm a trustee to the trust i own nothing wow so it protects the assets because the purpose is to protect your assets and pass it on to the next generation right yeah well, that's the good thing about, and if you get a divorce, you can say, hey, we can still be trustees on this trust. So you can go ahead if you don't want to be a trustee, you know, you work out in divorce papers, but nothing comes out of that trust. Once that, once anything goes into the trust, it stays in the trust. Wow. Okay. Well, that answers that question. <laughs> so you can't use it to hide, you know, hide stuff from the spouse or, you know, that, that type of thing. So, and, th- and then people who are trustees, if you have two trustees, they have 50% asset and, and voting rights. It's equal once it's in the complex trust. So the same thing, if you have two daughters, one can't be 70%, 30% or anything like that. I mean, you can designate it, but most people don't because the reason you want to trust is to keep family harmony right so does that answer that that definitely does that definitely does you can continue with key four okay so four was passing on your wealth and as she said one of the things you want to do is when you're a husband wife um you can put assets into the trust um i started out with a private family trust because i wanted i have my daughter and two grandkids I wanted to make sure that the assets would be there for my grandkids to go to college, et cetera. Uh, and so my daughter, and I know her and I tell her, this is our joke. If something happens to me tomorrow, she would not be at the Nissan dealer buying a little car. She would be at the Bugatti dealership and in 24 hours, you know, drive off the lot with a car. So, <laughs> so oh, my goodness. life insurance policies, my assets, um, my home, even if you have a home with a mortgage, but you, there's equity in that home, you can place a lien against that home. So that if anything happens, say you have a house that's two hundred worth $200,000, you owe 100000 on it. Mm-hmm. You make a lien, your trust would place a lien on the first that 100000 in equity. So if something happens and the house is sold, it goes into the trust without a capital gains tax. It goes into the trust without a capital gains tax. If something happens to you and your house is not in the trust, if it's sold, what happens? You got to pay a 39% capital gains tax. Mm -hmm. Even if you just go out today and sold a house and you had equity in it, you have a capital gains tax unless, you know, tax laws, you put it back in into another house, da, 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 da. So the nice thing about putting uh, assets and placing the trust, placing lien against assets that is first in line to collect tax-free. 
Okay. Okay. Now, every trust has a tax consequence because even when it's in the trust, say you end up doing the year putting 150000 mm-hmm. into your trust. Mm-hmm. If your expenses for the trust is 50000 that leaves 100000 it would be taxed at 39%. Wow. But what you do is you then donate and move that money on a K-1, an IRS form, mm-hmm. from your business trust to your family trust. Mm-hmm. Family trust has 10000 in expenses, so that leaves you an extra, I don't know, 100000 you then move that to your private family foundation. So you just zeroed out your private family trust. Once you make that donation down to your foundation, the private family foundation, which is different from a public foundation, let me, let me, but uh, when you move that money to a private family foundation, the taxes, the taxes at that rate on a private foundation is 5%. Okay. So you reduce your tax income from hundreds of thousands of dollars to maybe five to six thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now the foundations that we help you set up are five hundred one c three. The difference between a fi- a private foundation and which is like Bill and Melinda Gates, mm-hmm. and a public foundation like Boys and Girls Club. Most of you know nonprofits. There's a board. All the mm-hmm. money that you make has to go back to that one mission that was set up or established when that uh, nonprofit was established. Right, right. In a private family trust, your mission is to do the community good. Okay. Again, do the community good. So wow. today, if you want to help people with the forest fire in California, you can help. If tomorrow you want to help people with the hurricanes in Florida, you can help. If the day after that you want to help seniors, if the day after that you want to help young boys, if the day after that you want to help babies, as long as it does the community good. Okay, wow. And there, okay. Yeah, and there is no limit on the amount of income that you can have sitting in a private family foundation. I repeat, there's no limit on the income you can have just sitting in your private family foundation. Unlike a nonprofit, which I've run, you have to spend all that money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have a board mm-hmm. and et cetera. Right. Okay, so that's the differences between the public and private foundation. There are advantages to a private foundation. You can buy and own real estate. Um, you can invest in other businesses. You cannot do that with a public foundation or a public 501c3. Right, right. So those are the four keys to, to uh, wealth. Now, here's the other thing about, you say, well, why move my money from my LLC to a trust? In your trust document, the trust says that it is responsible for the uh the trustee is responsible for managing the trust 24-7. That means the trust is responsible for the housing, uh, transportation, health and life insurance, education, communication expenses of the trustee. That means it can pay for your housing, your health insurance, um, education for your kids if you want to pay for their tuition because they're tru- their successor trustees they have to be educated 100% tax deductible inside the trust okay if you wrote a check to your daughter's college today mm-hmm. it is not 100% tax deductible okay 
everybody should be having an aha moment right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the advantage of a complex trust. Now, some of you are going to call your attorney and CPA and they say, we've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. We are happy to get on the phone with you and your attorney and CPA because we're training them. <laughs> we're training them. <laughs> so you got the Every juice, Dr. Gale. To, the majority of people have been attorneys and, and CPAs. Uh, so please, I, we, we would love to do this call because when we educate them, rather than you trying to explain to them, we educate them and then they can present this information to their clients. Right, right. So Dr. Gill, with everything mm -hmm. that you shared tonight on the podcast, what can you leave the audience and listeners with? What one piece of advice would you leave the audience with? look at creating a complex trust uh, and change, let me back that up. Change your mindset, start asking questions. What's this difference between a 1040 and 1041? Mm -hmm. We have to get out of this notion of owning stuff. And I was, I'm just as guilty. Okay. I was taught to own stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not about owning, own nothing, control everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you ever watched the men who made America on the Smithsonian station mm -hmm. for your audience, go back and watch it. It will make sense what what happened when they were when Rockefeller had Standard Oil and he had accumulated all the oil companies and they fought four years the government to break him to break that monopoly. Mm -hmm. And he finally said, OK. And so he divided up into 30, 32 companies. But guess what? He sat on the board of all of those companies. He was a trustee. So he said, I own nothing, but I control everything. And to this day, Rockefeller is still making money off of BP, uh, uh, Texaco, uh, Shell. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he sat on the board and was a trustee of all of those companies. Microsoft, Bill Gates owns nothing. Now, it, now, now think about that. Is that really possible? Yet he has houses, planes, etc. I take that back. His trust owns and his foundation owns houses, planes, because he has to get around. He's not going to fly a coach. Right, right. So is it about owning it or controlling it? Controlling it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's that would be the takeaway. Wow. Own that's nothing, deep. control everything. Yes, that's deep. And when I you say like it Bill like Gates. that, I want to. I want to own absolutely. I want to be like Jeff Bezos. I want to. I, I, I want to own nothing. Right. Nothing. That way, if anybody tries to sue you, whatever, I, I don't own anything. Okay. I don't. I don't own anything. Wow. Everything that Amazon has going on, nobody has. You heard a lawsuit against Amazon. Some employees wanted to sue, but otherwise, nobody sued him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so that's smart. that's that's yeah, speaking that's smart. Yeah. We have to shift what we've been taught all these years. Mm -hmm. Own, own, buy that's stuff. That's true. That's true. Even in my generation, we are taught that you have to own everything. You have to own right. everything, but not thinking about if you're controlling it, you're actually owning it when you're controlling it. Right. Right. Yeah. So thinking, changing the way you think. You're right, Dr. Gail. It's the mind shift. Yeah. It's mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely it's right. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Gale, we are almost at the end of our podcast for tonight. But before we end, can you let the audience and listeners know 
do you have any upcoming events, major things coming up soon so we can be on the lookout for those? Well, be connected. What we're doing, you know, the podcast, but we really want people to go to our site and schedule one-on-one consultation where we can, you know, spend a little more time and, and walk you through the four keys to, to wealth. Look at what your situation is. Some people may have businesses and need a business trust. Some people may be like me. I started with just, I needed to immediately have my assets protected in my family trust. Mm-hmm. So it allows us to do that one-on-one consultation. So go to Be Connected Life. That's B-E-E, as in the bumblebee, B-E-E, connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D, life.com. And make your appointment for your one-on-one consultation. Okay. Um, And and then uh, if you need to reach me, I'm Doc Gale at docgale.com. That's D-O-C-G-A-I-L at docgail.com. Okay. So, Dr. Gail, I know that you have family and everyone may be listening. So, do you want to give any shots out, any hellos to anyone before we end here tonight? Yes. I always want to give a shout out to my daughter, my princess, since I'm, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> uh, to Danielle and to my, my grandkids, Kaysen and Audrey. Hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> shout out to them uh to my son dean that's in houston i have two two children and then uh, my my two grandkids that are, are here with me in jacksonville that i i'm, I'm spoiling uh, so, <laughs> yes thank you so much dr gail it was a pleasure having you tonight on bombshell 11 podcast therapy for women um you definitely brought a lot of therapy for us tonight to think about um you know just some things to to, to marinate on our brain and going forward especially those individuals who are seeking to start small businesses or just even like you said protect their own personal assets and things of that nature so again i thank you a lot um, for coming on and sharing and i hope to see you soon um you will be coming back uh, because you also have some exciting things coming up in reference to books so do you want to just give a little snippet of that because she's going to come back you guys and talk more in depth about her most um recent book yeah yeah thank you the book is wisdom from queens volume three if you go to docgale.com that's d-o-c-g-a-i-l.com you can find the book there each year uh this company select five queens to share their life and for me it's been with everything we're seeing right now with the racial unrest employment and gender discrimination I lived through that. I grew up in rural South in the rural Louisiana and segregated South. And I lived from segregation through desegregation into integration. And so people said, hey, you need to share your story. And so that's what I do. We do, we share lessons that people can use for everyday living and what we're seeing today. So hopefully go to docgale.com. You can find out more about the book and hopefully you'll uh, have me back and we can talk more about the book uh, here on Bombshell. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Gilling. We will be having you back. She'll be back, you guys, sometime mid-October. So be on the lookout and on the listen for that. Um, so you guys, without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in. And always remember, you are a bomb within your own shell. Peace, love, and light, you guys. Good night. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, 
Please make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some valuable information that can help you on your personal journey. Also, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Bombshell1111 or at Bombshell1111 TV. You can also check out our mental health page, Your Health is Your Wealth, on Facebook, which is a page created to inform and support individuals with mental health and other health conditions. And with that being said, always remember, you guys, you are a bomb within your own shell. Until next time, peace, love, and light.